Colter Nuanas from ESPN Montana here at the M Store. Proud to present our Nuanas Now podcast each and every day, available on all of your various podcast hosting platforms. One of their awesome partners, a guy that really is uh, helping spread the word about the M Store, is Grizz All American Junior Bergen. What's up, man? Thanks for coming in. Yes, thank you for having me. First of all, you got a cool t shirt. What's it like being on a t shirt? You're a kid from Billings, Montana, so that, yeah. might, that must be kind of surreal knowing there's a t shirt of you at the M Store. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I went to a couple basketball games back home. And uh, I saw some kids running around with I their love shirt it. on. And it was really surreal. It was a cool moment, cool experience for sure. Uh, that's so cool. You guys do such a good job of embracing how much the community loves you. But when people are looking up to you like they do, I mean, they think, I mean, you're the man right now. for <laughs> <laughs> the University of Montana. What's yeah. that like being a Montana kid? Um, it's different for sure. Um, you know, growing up, you kind of look up to guys like who are in the NFL totally. and stuff like that. But, um, you know, it's just great to have a, a positive influence on these kids' lives. Um, you know, I just wanted to make sure... Uh, I set the example and lead by example and give them someone to look up to. Go check out the M Store. They're located there at the corner of Higgins and Broadway here in the city of Missoula. And you can also visit anytime online, MontanaMStore.com. They have all the latest and greatest, a whole bunch of original Grizz gear. And of course, they have Junior Bergen t-shirts. Junior Bergen, proud partner with the M Store, as well as us here at ESPN Montana. Thanks for swinging by, man. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. The M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time. After a long couple of months, it's finally feeling like we're getting back to business as usual. But it's not the usual at all. At Missoula's Wingate, we are, as always, committed to giving you a relaxing stay at a great value. But we're also balancing the new guidelines, like maximum pool occupancies and increased disinfecting, to protect your health with a never-ending pledge to make you feel at home when you're not. If you find yourself on the road in the Missoula area, please consider staying with us at Missoula's Wingate. Microphones, what's up? Welcome in, Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television. I'm Coulter Nuanas. I hope our illustrious engineer and producer Tommy Evans is somehow watching this on TV right now. Because if you are on SWX Montana or on YouTube, you see that I just rearranged the mics a little bit. I'm always trying to figure this out. We got one mic that doesn't really quite have a spring. You don't care. You don't need to be bored by that. But I got mic number one, which is my normal mic. Over here on the number two side, so that's foreshadowing for what's to come. You know that when I'm on this side, we got our main guy, Andrew Houghton, going to join us for something, and I'll get to what here in just a minute, but this one sounds good, man. I, this is the mic I like. That's why I had to pull it over here. Nuan is now one-stop shop for all things sports all across the state of Montana each and every weekday on ESPN Radio as well as SWX Montana Television. You want to stream the show? Go to our station website. 1029ESPN.com. You can also find us on YouTube. Want to be a part of the show? 406-888-1029. That's 888-1029. Thanks for all the engagement yesterday. You can call or text that number. 
We got all sorts of stuff coming up. We are always giving away sweet prizes around here and Nuanas now. But thanks so much for all the engagement as of late, but particularly yesterday, because we gave away a lot of stuff and the phone lines are ringing off the hook. So fun, fun hearing from you. Fun to have you be a part of the show. Uh, we got our big fall giveaway going on right now. So that's why these are all these things are interconnected. We're making these a part of your habits, as they would say. So we need you to subscribe to the podcast. Nuana is now podcast available on all your podcast hosting platforms. Need you to subscribe to the YouTube channel. N-U-A-N-E-Z will get you there. Follow ESPN Radio 1029 ESPN Missoula on Instagram and Facebook. Also follow Alpine Touch and Haymaker Beef. Once you do all that, you're entered. Two sweet grand prizes for our fall giveaway. One, a cooler, an otter box, and a grill, courtesy of Twisted Tea. Number two, a Traeger smoker, a big old batch of Alpine Touch, and a beef box from Haymaker Beef. So go do that. Go subscribe, follow, rate, review, all that. And then text us at 888-1029, and that'll get you entered into our fall giveaway. Super fun. We got a lot of stuff to get to. Soccer is getting hot in Montana, and uh, I'm actually feeling it, man, and I'm actually getting into it myself, and it's fun. Uh, You know, when when you get it on a uh, regular basis, and as those that have been paying attention know, our guy Andrew Houghton, who's our producer at our show, we also live together, so he's always watching some footy where I'm, uh, I'm starting to really come around. I shouldn't say come around. I've always liked soccer. It's just like you only have so much time of the day, so much space in your brain. Uh, but I'm getting into the soccer. And uh, the Grizz soccer team had a one nothing victory in the semifinals of the Big Sky Conference tournament earlier today. So we'll get you a little recap of what happened there. Of course, the high school football playoffs rage on in Montana. Final eight for all five classifications of high school football in Montana. So, of course, you know I got your mileages for all the trips that are coming up this weekend, but also the matchups as well. The game in Missoula tonight, a good one. A surging Great Falls side team. This is a tough draw for the Spartans for their first playoff game as the defending state champs and the number one overall seeds. They got Great Falls High coming to town. Great Falls High, they were what yeah, I guess would amount to be the eighth seed coming out of the, that first round of the playoffs because they went 0-4 to start the season. They have been on a six-game winning streak, and they have one of the great athletes in the state of Montana, period, Reed Harris, who plays uh, quarterback for the Bison. So, tough draw for Sentinel, but that's the game in Missoula tonight. We'll get you all prepped up for all the games across the state. And then we got a whole slew of interviews and some really good ones at that. Eric Berrier, the front runner for the Walter Payton Award, which is the Heisman Trophy of the FCS. He is Eastern Washington's All-American senior quarterback, He'll join us about 4.30. Uh, we'll also have some conversation about both the Bobcats game at Eastern Washington and the Grizz game at Northern Colorado. We're also going to hear from our Mattress Firm Student of the Week, Corbin Johnson. He's a senior at Manhattan High School, and uh, he does it all, man. What an impressive kid. Really fun catching up with him earlier today. We also caught up with Matt Johnson earlier this week, myself and Andrew Houghton did, uh, Missoula Big Sky head coach, to recap Big Sky's season, which – Included a playoff berth and ended with a 41-14 loss at Great Falls High last week. And then we'll also hear from the man, Dane Oliver, the guy who is leading the top-ranked and undefeated Sentinel Spartans into the Class AA playoffs in search of a second straight state title. Then about 5.30, this is a fun interview, man. Really, really a good one. David Hogue, 
a sophomore defensive end from Northern Colorado. He's uh, one of the breakout stars in the Big Sky Conference. He leads the league in tackles for loss. Uh, I think he's in the top three in sacks. And uh, he's been a menace for Northern Colorado, and they've been pretty good defensively, actually. They've been significantly better defensively than they have been in a long time, and they're hanging their hat on their defense, which is a, a new a new situation for Northern Colorado, uh, to be sure. I, I've been, I, I said this the other week, been getting back in the weight room. Uh, it's just, I don't know. I, I, I got away from it. I want to get back into it. I like doing it. It's one of my favorite sports, and uh, it's good for you. But I also big-time skier. I can tell you this. I've been also hitting the spin classes, and this is not just a revelation of Coulter's workout schedule, but um, I can tell you this. As a skier, especially if you're in Missoula, you're likely going to be going to places like the Bowl, you know, around the area. It's steep and deep in Montana, so you want your legs going to be in shape. You want them to. You actually want to try for your conditioning preseason for ski season. I know a lot of uh, you out there hear me. So wherever you want for winter sports to be ready for snow season, Vertex Fitness has group classes, trainers, and private classes to get you ready for life outdoors. Vertex Fitness is a full service gym with a lot of space and all the weights you need. I've been I've been going there. It's it's a great place. They got a slam wall for those of you who are into your splat points and all that. They got a torque tank. And they have kettlebells to chant. Uh, to challenge your functional strength. They also have extra amenities to help you when you got that lactic acid built up in your legs or whatever. Steam room. They got free towel service. They also got great food and shakes and coffee at the Apex Bistro. Also, maybe a little beer and wine, too, so you can unwind uh, there at Vertex. Vertex is a no-contract institution. Commit to your health. Life is better when you're stronger. Come check out Vertex Fitness. You can visit vrtx.com today. That's vrtsfitness.com today. Uh, we're bringing Andrew out now, our producer here, and our uh, in-house soccer aficionado. I was following you on Twitter. I wasn't watching the game because I was recording some interviews. Uh, but th- this match between Montana and Sacramento State in Greeley, right? So it's actually kind of fun because there was a couple uh, local journalists that were down there in anticipation of Montana's football game tomorrow against Northern Colorado, but getting a little extra love for the soccer squad. But that's cool because the Grizz soccer team continues their excellent, uh, I guess, last three seasons, really. I mean, it's been pretty much nothing but success under Chris Chitovitsky. And they move into the Big Sky Conference Tournament Championship game on Sunday. So give us the update, Andrew. I know they beat Sacramento State, but give us some of the details. Yeah, it's actually really good because uh, I know a lot of fans were down there too because the football team's playing there tomorrow, and now sure, they can that, just, yeah, that makes sense. They can sure. just stay through the weekend now because the championship games on Sunday. That's a pretty sweet weekend, actually. It's super funny too because um, I know that Northern Colorado and Greeley get a bad rap, but the trip itself is fun. First of all, Gre- first of all, most places aren't that bad. If you just make the best of a place, you're going to have a, a, a fine time. But also Greeley. Is, is fine, but it's also very close to Denver and Fort Collins. So that's right. a fun. A lot of people do go to the Northern Colorado. I mean, that's the thing is there's going to be as many Grizz fans in the game tomorrow as Northern Colorado fans. No doubt. Yeah, man. You can have you can have fun there. So anyway, this is a really interesting game coming in today. Northern Colorado or Sacramento State kind of pulled an upset in the first round on Wednesday, beating Northern Arizona, who was the number four seed. And we've been talking all season long about their 
four really good teams in the Big Sky Conference. Sacramento State went out and beat one of them. So they were coming in with momentum today. I watched most of this. I was sitting in the office working for the Missoula Broadcasting Company. Had uh, had the game on one of my dual screens. Had my headphones in. Sacramento State really dominated the first half of this game. I mean, they came out playing really well. Didn't they pull an upset in the first round to get to this point, too? They beat Northern Arizona. Yeah, that's and Northern what Arizona it, was the three seed, right? Northern right, because it was three against six. Sure. Right, right, right. They were they were playing really well, getting a lot of chances. Sacramento State honestly should have gone up one nothing in the first half of this game because they had a breakaway, shot off the crossbar, and then Camellia Zoo, Montana's great goalkeeper, had to make a, a follow up save to that. But I thought that the adjustments that Montana made at halftime were really interesting. I'd love to talk to Coach Chris Chitovitsky about the the update the the uh, the adjustments that he made. It looked to me like they brought the wingbacks a little bit inside a little bit more. Got Taylor Hansen on the ball a little bit more in the middle of the field. He I read the game story. I mean, he said his quote was to shore up the midfield a little bit. Start they got overloaded in the midfield in the first half. And in the second half, he made some adjustments, I think, bringing the wingbacks inside to sort of mitigate that. Montana played much better in the second half, but it was still 0-0 until the last five minutes. Montana got an incredible goal. This is a this is a great story. Charlie Boone, defender, I think a transfer from Gonzaga. Yeah, that's right. Making her first uh, second start of the season with center back Molly Quarry out. I think Molly Quarry is a really good player. Sure. Center back, she's been in the Canadian Youth National Team setup. Not an easy player to step in for. Sure. So big spot for Charlie Boone in the 87th minute, I believe. That's right. Allie Larson, great move on the left wing. Beat a defender, put in a deep cross. Taylor Stoger, great flick on header to the back post. And it's Charlie Boone, the center back making the run to the back post, gets on the ball in acres of space, shoots it, deflects off the goalkeeper, off a defender coming over, ends up in the back of the net. Just a really well-worked goal, and Montana killed off the last two minutes from there, and they're back in the Big Sky Championship game. So this is what? Is this their third Big Sky Conference Championship game in the last four years? Is that right? I believe that's right. And uh, they've made it to the NCAA tournament, I believe, once. They've lost in the Big Sky Tournament Championship game. And they made it to I twice. I think they've made it twice. Twice, twice. twice in three years. That's right. Yeah. That's, that's right. That's right. Uh, including the most recent one. Uh, this is a predetermined site, though, right, uh, in terms of the tournament, right? For the this, conference this, tournament, this yeah. Is from, I, this is from Northern Colorado's regular season championship last year, right? Yes, I think that's right. So it's interesting, though, because, <laughs> and, and as you can tell, we're getting into soccer, but I think that when you know about the rivalries, you know about what what this stuff means, what it's all about, you know the storylines. I mean, that's what makes fun, sports fun. Northern Colorado is is Montana's nemesis, right? I mean, th- this is the team that has been the only stopgap. This would be four NCAA tournaments in a row, basically, for Montana if it hadn't been for Northern Colorado, right? Right. But Northern Colorado's out. Oh, so, so that was going to be my next question. So Northern Colorado played Weber State earlier. I had not gotten an update on that. Give us that an game ended about 10 minutes ago. Uh, here's the sort of a great contrast between that game and Montana's game. That game between Weber State and Northern Colorado, who had played to a 4-3 score in the final game of the regular season, their semifinal game was nothing-nothing at halftime, ended up 3-2 to Weber State. So a lot a lot of entertaining play in the second half of that game. Those two teams, when they get together, I guess they're just a bunch of fireworks. So it'll be Montana against Weber State on Sunday, but in Greeley for the Big right. Sky Championship. Fascinating. This is like... I remember when, um, I mean, it's only happened a couple times, but when the Big Sky Conference Tournament basketball used to be hosted by the championship team, 
when two teams that weren't the host team played in the championship, it was always so interesting. Right. The crowds were, were just dead. It depended. I've seen a uh, conference championship game in both Weber, uh, in Ogden, uh, Weber State, and in Montana that didn't include the host team, and there were still fans because people just, you know, wanted to watch some hoops. But not, not as many as you'd obviously get with either of those schools if the, if the host team was in. Nuana is now ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television. Talking a little soccer here off the top on a Friday. Got a lot to get to, including a ton of football, both high school and college. How did Montana and Weber State fare against each other during the regular season? That's a great question. Hang on. Okay. It's been a great run already under Chris Chudovitsky. I know that uh, Mark Plakoris was a great recruiter and had some success as the predecessor as the head coach uh, of Chris Chudovitsky. But Chudovitsky came in, and uh, he's redefined the style. They're absolutely one of the best defensive teams in the entire region, and uh, pretty impressive. You see me throw my baseball if you're watching on TV. And this is crazy. I, I honestly feel a little remiss. If you haven't been able to tell, uh, we're super busy around here. Love it. But, I mean, we're giving you two, three, four, five guests per day around here. You know, 20 guests per week covering all the sports as well as we can and uh, highlighting all, a lot of the best athletes and coaches and storylines around the state. That's all to say that the World Series has been going on, and we've spent like 20 minutes of airtime in the last two weeks talking about it. And I do think it's worth talking about because I was actually talking to Bobby Houck about this on Wednesday uh, during his after his coach's show uh, with Riley Corcoran, our good buddy who contributes on Mondays here. And as Bobby was, Bobby was talking some smack to Riley because Riley's a huge baseball fan. He's a big Braves fan. Excuse me. Riley's a big Dodgers fan. Bobby is a big Braves fan. And uh, Bobby was talking a little smack. He said, hey, you know, Braves and, and uh, Dodgers got the same number of World Series in the last 26, 27 years now. And uh, our World Series came after a full season. Your guys just came after a little partial season. But it's just funny. So, but I was, Coach Huck made uh, the comment on the show, but then also reiterated it to me when we were talking. So many people that grew up in Montana in the 1970s, 1980s, into the mid-1990s are Atlanta Braves fans. And when I was looking at social media after the Braves won, I got multiple buddies. Like one of my best friends that was a ba- one of my baseball friends, Braves fan. I know several girls that are Braves fans. My sister-in-law, big Braves fan. Social media, all sorts of Braves people. Because back then, especially when Coach Halk was coming up in Big Timber in the, in the uh, late 70s, 1980s, that was the only baseball team you could watch. WTBS, that was the only cable channel you're getting in Big Timber, Montana. So pretty funny. But I just thought I would acknowledge that because you know, the Atlanta Braves are actually a fascinating franchise. Proud franchise, to be sure. They did have such a national brand before almost anyone else did because of Ted Turner's ownership for the, with of them, excuse me, as well as then his connections with Time Warner and TBS and TNT and all that. Uh, but it was actually... Also interesting because the Braves were like one of those quote-unquote overexposed teams, a team that did have a national fan base, had a lot of money, got a lot of players. But then for whatever reason, they they sort of fell to the second tier in terms of spending in baseball. They're not the Dodgers. They're not the Red Sox. They're not the Yankees. They're they're not the Astros, who they defeated in the World Series. Uh, But they've come back with this very entertaining team. And I think that's what makes baseball so fascinating, but also affirms that baseball is among the most 
difficult team sports to win a championship? Because if you compare th- this Braves team, their first World Series championship since 1995, I don't know if this Braves team would beat a lot of those Braves teams in the 90s. Most teams wouldn't beat those Braves teams of the 90s. Yet those Braves teams of the 90s only won one World Series because you just never know when it might go wrong. So I know you're a baseball guy. What did you think of Atlanta taking home the World Series championship? I liked it. To your point, I mean, I think this is why baseball, you say the regular season still means something, man, because yeah. you, you all you got to do is get a ticket to get in. Right, and the Braves are the lowest single-season win total World Series champion in how long? Forever, right? Back to probably one of those Cardinals teams in the mid-2000s. I know I mean, they— The Braves only won 88 games, so yeah. it's, it's been a minute for sure. Yeah, and as opposed to something like basketball where, like, it was a huge story where the Phoenix Suns made the finals this year because— sure. Normally, you can pencil in the four teams that have a chance to make the finals before the season starts. Right. It's and, four to six teams. That's it. Right. In yeah. baseball, as long as you're in the playoffs, man, you got a shot. Well, And that's the other most fascinating part about baseball is you can play so well for so long and still not even make the playoffs, or you can not play so well for so long, and then if you get hot at the right time, you could win the whole thing. The Braves were under 500 at the All-Star break, that's I right. think. Yeah. The Bra- yeah. Here's an amazing one for you. Uh, the Braves, Henry Aaron, Hank Hank Aaron, wore number 44. And I believe that the Braves had 44 wins at the All-Star break. They had 88 wins overall, so 44 in both halves. And there was one other 44 the, correlation. The 44th week of the year that they won the, World, they won Series the World Series. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, right. Amazing, man. That's, that's baseball in a nutshell right there. Absolutely. All about the numbers. No, I like this Braves team a lot. I only really started to get invest, invested in baseball this season when the playoffs hit because I just don't have time for it over the summer. And it's just this totally, man. mindless sort of crawl of baseball, 162 games. You know this, though, because you're from a big city. Yeah. When you live in a big metropolitan area that has a baseball team, it is so much easier to follow. Absolutely. Like, I live in Ellsburg, Washington, which is not in Seattle by any means. It's 90 miles away, but you're still in the the news cycle, right? So I followed baseball intensively, excessively when I lived there because everybody else does. That's what's tough about living in a place that's so far away from Major League Baseball because when you live in even the state of Washington, you watched Mariners last night? Want to go watch Mariners tonight? Right. You know, like... Let's go get a burger, watch the Mariners. And, uh, it's and it turns into a topic of conversation, too. All the time. And, and you'll always have a couple hardcore friends, so you pay attention a little bit because they love it so much. You just want to ask them what's going on. It's very much like I know all the things about the, Ameri- or the National League Central, excuse me, because Robert Chase, our awesome program director at the Trail, he watches every freaking Cardinals game that ever happened. I, I got the full scoop on the Cardinals. I know everything. Just by osmosis, man. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Because he tells every time I see him, what's going on? We watch the Cardinals. Oh, man. This happened like, you know, Paul Goldschmidt hit a double off the wall in seventh inning, blah, blah, blah. It's so funny. But it's true, man. You have to have that uh, immediate exposure to it, no doubt. But, yeah, I thought it was getting back to the topic at hand. I thought it was a really good, interesting, a really well-played series. It was. I What I didn't like was sort of the... The going back and forth, and I don't know if this makes me old-fashioned, whatever. The uh, the six innings that the Braves got out of Max Freed in game six in the clincher, which was, I mean, he was on uh, his changeup, just gorgeous, really well-pitched game. That was the longest start of the series. Right. And, and that, it was just, I, 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 I'm intrigued by that. I mean, you have, you have Dusty Break, Baker, who's been in the game for forever. You got Brian Snicker going back and forth. But you just, I don't know, man. I would have loved to see Ian Anderson pitch longer in the start where he had a no-hitter going. And I think game two or game three. 
But other than that, I thought it was really, really tense. I mean, playoff baseball to me is a completely different species it from is. the regular season game. And it's it's fascinating. It's, it's just different, but it's fun to watch. It's absolutely fun to watch. And congratulations not only to the Braves, but also to all the Braves fans out there. Because I know there's a great deal of people that are listening to this show that have a lot of nostalgia and good memories and maybe even heartbreaks uh, attached to the Atlanta Braves from years ago, and now the Braves are back in a big way with a World Series championship. Nuana is now ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television. Andrew Houghton chiming in on a little baseball stuff. About 15 minutes from now, we're going to hear from Eric Berrier, senior quarterback for the Eastern Washington Eagles, one of the best players in the football championship subdivision. I caught up with him earlier this week. Eastern hosts Montana State, a top-five showdown in Cheney. I'm heading over in the morning, so excited to go watch uh, another top-five showdown for sure. Let's talk high school football. A ton of matchups, and we're going to hear from a couple coaches from the high school ranks uh, in the second hour of today's show, including Dane Oliver, who's Sentinel Spartans host Great Falls High on uh, tonight in Missoula, 7 o'clock, the uh, opening kick time. Andrew's going to be heading down to that. We're going to have a fun story. I actually don't, don't want to tease it too much because I think it's going to be a, a cool little sort of surprise. Or not, not really a surprise, but I guess just tell people because I think, actually think this is really cool. Well, I don't even know if I'm going to get it out Tonight or, well, or no, it's this, not, this, this is, week, whatever. This is upcoming. But, this month in November, we'll have this story at some point. Yeah, man. I mean, you you talk about it a lot. I know it's a big issue around the country, but not even in Montana. Just the shortage of referees, man. It's uh, it's a problem, and it affects everything about high school sports, right? No question. So we there's a crew from Kalispell coming down to do this game tonight in Sentinel. I'm just going to go hang out with them. I, nice. I really want to watch this game, but I'm not even going to really pay that much attention to the game. I just want to see, like, man, what's an evening like for one of these ref crews who are just so overworked because, you know, there's only four of them in this part of the state, whatever. They got to do all the games. Totally. No question. That'd be a good story. Let's take a look at some of the matchups around high school football. Uh, tonight and, and in, into the weekend as well because of this referee shortage partially, but also because of some of these ridiculously long bus rides. We got uh, some Saturday games as well. Sometimes you need the Saturday game because you'd have to leave on Tuesday if you want to get here with some of these matchups. But uh, we'll dive into a prep extra presented by Farmers State Bank. Farmers State Bank has been enriching the lives of Montanans since 1907. Class AA, the average mileage distance between matchups, about 194 miles. So uh, most of these, you got to think on a bus, you're probably only going about 60, 65. So 194 miles, about three-hour bus ride is the uh, the average length here for Class AA. And that pales in comparison to the other three divisions, but we'll get to that in a minute. Great Falls size here at Missoula Sentinel, that's 169 miles. Helena, which is an eight-win team, plays at Bozeman. Bozeman was number two in the Eastern Double A, so they get the home field advantage, even though they're only five and four, whereas Helena eight and two, and uh, they posted a good win in the, in the first round to advance to this point. Helena Capital, who upset Great Falls CMR in the first round, they're heading 240 miles to Billings West. Uh, Capital, uh, like I said, surging a little bit, and West has not lost since the season opener in Missoula against uh, Sentinel at Washington Grizzly Stadium. Then the longest of the four first round, or excuse me, quarterfinal matchups. Uh, for double-A teams, Glacier has to travel to Butte, 252 miles. So that would be a good game, too. A, a uh, ground-and-pound Glacier offense against a, a veteran Butte defense and a, a really tough Butte team that throws the ball all over the place on offense uh, going against that Glacier defense. So that would be, be a good one to track. In Class A, <laughs> the average trip, average, average trip. 
389.5 miles. Let's just call it 390. I'm getting my phone out because I got to I got to uh, see a little bit of the math here. So let's say you go 65 miles per hour. So go 390 divided by 65. That's actually still only a six-hour bus ride. Just only, you know, only one way, six hours on a bus to play a high school football game. But uh, Frenchtown, a great Upset over Whitefish last week in the first round. Their reward, a trip to Laurel. That's 343 miles away. The defending state champions, that's the locomotives. So uh, hands full for Frenchtown for sure. But uh, maybe they can carry some mo- some momentum because Whitefish only had one loss. Coming into last week, that was a big upset by the Bronx. Billing Central, they got to go 411 miles to undefeated Polson. Andrew caught up with Jarrett Wilson earlier this year. This dude now coming to the playoffs. 40, count them, 40 touchdowns, zero interceptions. Unreal. Unreal, man. I don't care. If you get over 20 inter- or touchdowns, excuse me, without a pick, that's ridiculous. Doubling that, my goodness, uh, what a guy. I know that Jarrett Wilson's a little undersized. I'm, I'm not, I, actually, that's that's unfair. He's a lot undersized. He's not very big. I don't care, man. This dude is lightning right now. So I hope he gets a little bit of an attention. Uh, not only he'll definitely get attention when it comes to the postseason awards. I just mean when it comes to uh, maybe some collegiate interest as well. The longest trip in Class A, Miles City to Hamilton, 534 miles. Unbelievable. Miles City's been really good the last couple of years. Hamilton, the top seed after going undefeated. And then Sydney, they got the shortest trip in Class A, just a cool 270 miles uh, from Sydney as they go to Lewistown. In Class B, here's their matchups. 323 miles from Columbus to Florence. Columbus coming to the Bitterroot Valley. A short little 37-and-a-half-mile jaunt from Whitehall to Jefferson. That's about the best matchup you can have in high school football for the small schools. Big Fork, they go to Townsend, 209 miles. And Big Timber, they go to Eureka. That's 433 miles. In Class C, eight-man, Belt to Thompson Falls, 288 miles. Scobie to Park City, that's 363. St. Ignatius, I guess they say Mission, to Fort Benton is 248. And here's the granddaddy of them all. Flint Creek, that's Drummond and Phillipsburg Co-op. They head to Fairview, 575 miles. That is the second longest trip so far of the high school football playoffs in the state of Montana. Five hundred seventy-five miles. The only one that was farther is Circle to Thompson Falls last week. Oh, and I can't forget Class C six man. Actually, not as far travel for these teams relatively. One hundred and forty-eight miles for Power Dutton Brady as they head to White Sulphur Springs. Three eighty-four for Richie, Richie Lambert as they head to Shields Valley. Three seventy-six for Bridger to Freud Lake, and then one hundred and four for Big Sandy to D G S G R W. Still trying to figure out what that means. I think it's. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I think there's a grass range in there. Grass range, Winnet, uh, something something in there is happening. we got to get more educated on that. Uh, you said you got one more thing on Grizz soccer, Andrew? Oh, yeah, just to follow up the thought from before. Previous matchup oh, this yeah. season. Oh, excuse me. Uh, Weber say who, who, what was the previous matchup with Weber like? Well, it was only about two weeks ago, October 22nd, Montana 2 Weber State won. This was when the Grizz were doing their uh, go behind one nothing and then come back right, right, to right. win road trip because they yeah. did it uh, the next game I think too. Early goal in the in the twelfth minute by Weber State. Taylor Stoger two second half goals about four minutes apart from each other. I mean close game. Thirteen shots for Montana, ten shots for Weber. I think these teams match up really well. Coach Chitovitsky always talking about this is a team who wants to play soccer against us, so they want to keep the ball the same as we do. Right. So it should be a little bit wide open. Last thing for Montana's game today, man, like I said, they really didn't play well in the first half. 
But this is a team, because they've been there so many times before, right. they are so confident that if they get the game to halftime at 0-0, they're going to find a way to win in the second half. And that's exactly what they did today. It's what they did all all regular season, basically. I mean, it's what they did in their big non-conference games. Man, having that confidence is such a big thing, especially when you're coming on the big stage of the conference championship game with an NCAA tournament berth on the line. Nuwana is now ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television. We'll have an update on the Big Sky Conference Soccer Tournament Championship Game Monday's show, so stay tuned for that. Give us some more breakdown of what's going to go down with both Montana football teams on the road. Montana State is at Eastern Washington, top five showdown. Grizz at Northern Colorado, and I got to have it, and I can't believe what we're saying. We got to have it against a team that has struggled so much to have success in the Big Sky Conference, but the Grizz got to have it, and this is not an opponent they can overlook. We'll talk about both those games, and we'll hear from one of the best players in the Big Sky Conference, Eastern Washington All-American quarterback Eric Berrier. Keep it right here, ESPN Radio. At Blackfoot Communications, our mission is to connect people, businesses, and communities to their networks in Montana and beyond. Through Blackfoot sponsorships, local ambassadors, and public programs, we support initiatives such as the Emergency Broadband Benefit, fiber deployments, and community events. For information on our commitment to improving our communities with fast, reliable, and secure internet access, go to blackfootcommunications.com news. Dynasties continued rolling across the soccer landscape of the Treasure State as four state championships were claimed this last weekend. Hello, I am Coulter Nuanez. In the Class AA Boys State title game at Fort Missoula, Hellgate got a goal from senior Marcus Anderson in the final minute of the second extra time period to lift the Knights to a 1-0 victory over Kalispell Glacier to earn its third straight Class AA title. The championship is Hellgate's seventh title since 2011. In AA Girls action, Billings West finished off its unbeaten 2021 season with a 1-0 win over Bozeman Gallatin for the second title in three years for the Golden Bears. In Class A boys, the state title match featuring the Whitefish Bulldog finishing off one of the great runs in the history of the state of Montana. Columbia Falls had a penalty kick to tie the game with no time remaining, but Whitefish keeper Will Petmeyer made a save to secure the 3-2 victory. Whitefish's fourth straight state title means that the Bulldogs have not lost a match since the 2017 state title match against Belgrade. In the girls' Class A state title match, the Laurel Locomotives kept chugging. The dynasty of the division posted a 2-0 win over rival Billing Central to claim its third straight state title and fourth in five seasons. Laurel has played in nine consecutive Class A state title games. And finally, Belgrade head football coach Eric Kinneman has resigned after 15 seasons at the helm with the Panthers. This 102.9 ESPN Missoula Sports Center is brought to you by Aspen Sound. from the Northwest Motorsport Studio. Northwest Motorsport is new to Missoula, new to Montana. You can also find the largest inventory of trucks anywhere in the Pacific Northwest. 
by visiting nwmsrocks.com. That's nwmsrocks.com. Both the Treasure State's college football Division I teams are on the road this weekend. Montana at Northern Colorado. Noon kickoff for that one. You're going to have to watch it on ESPN Plus or listen to it on the Grizzly Radio Network. Montana State, they're at Eastern Washington. That'll be at 2 p.m. local kick time. You can find that one on SWX Montana or on the Bobcat Radio Network. So let's talk about these games. We've talked a lot about the magnitude of the matchup. We broke these games down pretty extensively on the Big Sky Breakdown, SkylineSportsMT.com. But uh, we talked about so much... And this, I was actually thinking of this the other day. I, I'm actually getting sort of tired of talking about uh, the Grizzlies only because they have a couple fundamental flaws that don't seem to be getting much better, maybe incrementally better, but not much better. Uh, but yet they still have, they found a way to get to 6-2 and two and uh, fully in the playoff. Hunt. I mean, they're in the top 10. I guess they're 11th in the stats poll and 10th in the coaches poll. But they're right there, uh, even though they've left a lot to be desired offensively. And they've just been so banged up. I mean, it's objectively, it's just a lot better to have a football season that includes Marcus Knight and Gabe Sulser and Nick Osmo and you know, a lot of these guys that have been almost non-existent. And uh, so it is has been a bummer. But regardless, a huge game, which is funny to say because Northern Colorado has been the doormat of the Big Sky Conference pretty much since joining the league in 2006. 37 total victories, 25 victories, uh, 26 victories, excuse me, uh, against Big Sky Conference teams. They've had multiple defeated campaigns in league play. They've had multiple two or less win seasons overall. And uh, they've only had two winning seasons in those 16 years. Yet, this is a trip in which none of the Grizz have ever played at Nottingham Field. Many of these Grizz coaches have not been to this venue in years, if not ever. And uh, those things cater to matchups Maybe sneak it up to bite you. I'm not saying that's what's going to happen, but I'm not saying it's not either. What do you think of this game, Andrew, uh, with Northern Colorado set to host a number 11 ranked, but uh, hard to say, even close to surging Montana Grizzly football team? Reeling Montana Grizzly football team? But you can't say that either because they've won their last couple. I got a scenario for you. Let's knock out the senior quarterback. Uh, four running backs. Let's let's just give the exact injury scenario sure. that Montana has to Northern Arizona. What would you think of the the job Chris Ball is doing right now? Great. I think that's the perception right now amongst Bobby Houck. I think that's what he's trying to emphasize to his coaches is don't listen to the outside noise. We're doing a hell of a job. There's 16 freshmen on the Grizz depth chart this week. Again, I'm not making excuses for these guys. Freshmen at Montana are built different than freshmen at most other schools. No doubt. They also have freshmen that are in the starting lineup that are 22 years old, like Cole Grossman and Chris Brown. So these guys aren't teenagers either. So I'm not making excuses for Montana. I also just think it's interesting the scope of a narrative. Right. I think it's the preseason narrative that's uh, driving the current narrative so much because the preseason narrative was that they did have so much depth and that they were just going to be able to play next man up all season long. And it turns out that sometimes, you know, your injuries stack up no matter how much depth that you have. No question. Uh, That's absolutely right. Northern Colorado uh, doesn't care about prolific offensive numbers. In fact, they've had to have a couple, uh, quote-unquote, explosive offensive outings to get up into the 
averaging about 260 yards of total offense a game. Coming out of the Montana State game, this is a team that was averaging 168 yards of total offense per game, and they had won two league contests in that fashion. That's crazy. This is a, this is a league where you can just trip over your face and get 300 yards of total <laughs> offense. I, I, just, I think that's astounding to have 168 yards of total offense and have won games. But also, I thought this was a team that did not look any sort of good. I thought they, their talent upgrade was very apparent, and their lack of continuity and lack of chemistry and lack of um, a plan and execution was also very apparent when we watched them against Montana State when we were on our way to Cheney for the first time. Yet, they've gotten significantly better. And I know you talked to some people from Northern Colorado this last couple of weeks. It seems like offensive-minded head coach, former NFL wide receiver Ed McCaffrey, wanted to make it about something that it wasn't going to be about. But all the credit in the world, honestly, to him for pivoting and then making this into a defensive-minded football team that's trying to win games 17-9 to like they, did, like they did against Southern Utah two weeks ago. Right, and is able to grind games out. And I think that's what I'm cautious about this week if I'm the Grizz. Right. This this Northern Colorado defense is used to having to win the games right. by themselves, essentially, because they've won two conference games that year that way this year already. Especially with it being on the road, man. I think that if Northern Colorado's defense gets a little bit of early success, it's a defense that can ride that success and sort of and, and get hyped up. And especially if you couple that, I mean Man, what if Dylan McCaffrey hits a big play early? I don't know sure. if they've hit a big play all year. Right. What if he hits a 50-yard touchdown early? I mean, Montana's given up an opening score on every drive, on, on every opening drive. I, I think uh, in five well, of their eight games. Yeah, I was going to say, like, an open score. Yeah. Right. What if that happens and the defense comes out and gets a couple early stops? I know I'm describing the exact same scenario that happened against Idaho and the Crystal won by 20. Sure. I would be I would be cautious of playing on against that defense on the road with momentum. Nuwana is now ESPN Radio. Your key matchups in this one, Northern Colorado's biggest deficiency has always been its offensive front. Montana's going to bring the heat. Do they have any answers for Patrick O'Connell and the crew? If those guys can get home, McCaffrey's really bad under pressure. Yeah. That's, that's part of why he looked so – that's part of why they looked so lackluster in Bozeman because Daniel Hardy and Chase Benson and the Bobcats were just lighting them on the, on the front seven. So on the other side, though, one of the most – Overlooked storylines coming out of the Southern Utah game in which Montana won 20 to 19. Dylan Cook, so Colin Beaver got himself a couple personal fouls. He got taken out of the game for a minute, but then he came back into the game. But then Dylan Cook left the game with what looked like an apparent injury, and he didn't return. If Dylan Cook is out, expect Northern Colorado to isolate David Hogue, who will join us here in about 45 minutes. On the edge, because David Hogue is absolutely one of the best pass rushers in the Big Sky Conference, and that could be a place where, I mean, Brandon Casey has a lot of talent. He's also only played like 18 snaps of college football. That's just a total spitball number, but he's played in one game, and that was in the Southern Utah game when Dylan Cook went out. Yeah, I would expect them to do that anyway. I'm sort of really interested to see how Northern Colorado lines up Hogue, because they should be moving him back and forth. I mean, getting him looks at both Cook and Colin Beaver if they're both healthy and playing. Right. Getting him off the edge, uh, you know, having him stand up on some plays. I mean, it, it, that's the way you use a guy like that. He's one of the best pass rushers in the league. So I'm really interested to see that. The problem for Montana is that I think Northern Colorado, 
you know, goes pretty deep with good, talented players on defense. It's not right. Hogue is not a one-man show. I mean, Jace Bobo is having a really good year. He's good at linebacker. They've got guys like uh, well, D tackle number ninety-five. I cannot remember his name right now, and that's so bad of me to admit on the radio. <laughs> but he's he's a very good player. He's an FBS dropdown. Yeah, uh, they have a couple FBS guys in their secondary as well. I mean, they brought in sixteen FBS dropdowns off the uh, out of the transfer portal. You know. That's the inside story here. It's not just the McCaffrey show. This is the McCaffrey Little League team. Right. It really is, man. Like, the, a lot of these guys are guys that played with one of Ed McCaffrey's four sons. At some at point. At some point. Yeah. Like, Ed told me, he said, man, I got into coaching when I retired because my kids were little. I was just coaching Little League. And then I'm coaching Babe Ruth. And now I'm coaching Legion. And now I was like, well, I want to keep coaching them, and they're going to play football. So now I become the high school coach. He just wanted to keep coaching his kids, but he knows a lot of these guys. So there is quite a few guys that have connections to that 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 help them get some more talent. So that's the thing. I've been hard on Northern Colorado all year. I actually think they've done a great job upgrading their talent. They look way more talented to me. They just uh, looked clunky the first month of the year, but they look better now because they have more of a defined identity. And that's what Northern Colorado wanted to do when Ed McCaffrey right. came comes comes in. That's what you do when you get when you hire sure. Ed McCaffrey after two years of coaching high school. You you want him to use his connections to upgrade your talent, use his charisma, use his name value to upgrade your talent. I mean, anything else is just a bonus. No question, absolutely. We are going to talk more about the Montana State Eastern Washington game. That is the primetime showdown in the country, let alone the Big Sky Conference. But we're going to let a guy that will be a key factor, 100% guaranteed in this game, tell you more about it first. Eric Berrier, All-American quarterback, Walter Payton, almost assured to be a finalist for that award. The runner-up in the spring, certainly a front-runner this year. A do-everything and one of the most entertaining players in the Big Sky Conference. Eastern Washington senior quarterback will join us next here on Nuanas Now. Sportsbet Montana is powered by the Montana Lottery. Join in on the excitement for Sportsbet Montana by betting on your favorite sports and teams, both collegially and professionally. There are multiple ways to bet, including in-game, which gets you into the action live as the game unfolds, and parlay betting, where you could have a chance to win big. Sportsbet Montana is a secure and interactive way to win while watching your favorite sports. Bets can be placed securely on the mobile app while at an authorized Sportsbet Montana location or by using the Sportsbet Montana kiosk located at approved vendors. Montana bettors have wagered more than $28 million since Sportsbet Montana launched almost a year ago. And in that time, bettors have won more than $25 million. Sportsbet Montana's retail partners have more than $1.7 million in commission. Head on down to your authorized Sportsbet Montana locations and get in on the fun today. ESPN Radio Missoula. What up, what up? Welcome back. Perfect song for fall time. You know it's a Friday, so you know me, Coulter Nuanas, Nuanas now. I forgot to tell you, I'm all jacked up because I already got it down the, the pipe. It's Florence Coffee Company Friday. I got my Americano in me about 2 o'clock today, but it is a Friday, so you can stay up late. There's our Northwest Motorsports studio. 
a sign falling down, if you heard that. Ambient noise. Makes you realize it is a live radio show. It's proof of concept. That's what we like to call it in the industry. <laughs> Regardless, I got us a little Florence coffee because I'm going to hit a couple sporting events tonight. Probably going to make a stop over the Grizz hockey game. They still have tickets available. 7.30, puck drops down there at the Glacier Ice Rink. Taking on Eastern Washington, the first of three games this weekend. They got Eastern, Eastern, and they're playing Montana State as well. So a ton of action for Grizz hockey. You can find that call. Our main man, John Wall, on the call. 7.30 tonight. Also, though, I'm probably going to swing over to the Sentinel Spartans game as well. And so, you know, need a little deuce. So no matter where you're at in Missoula or in Montana, there is a Florence Coffee Company near you. Eric Berrier has a very unique legacy because I don't know why, but he at the same time has been professed to be among, if not the best players in the Big Sky Conference for three years now. His first year as a starter, it wasn't even the full season. He had to uh, have his opportunity come when Gage Guber got knocked out against Eastern Washington, excuse me, against Montana State. That was the last time Eastern Washington and Montana State played back in 2018. Since then, Barrier has been dynamite. He's threatening uh, several major passing records, both at Eastern and in the Big Sky Conference. He was a runner-up for the Walter Payton Award in the spring, led Eastern to the national championship game that first year as a starter uh, in January of 2019, coming out of that 2018 season. They were in the playoffs uh, this last spring, and now here they are, number five team in the country. He's already thrown 30 touchdowns. He leads the country in passing yards per game, only quarterback to surpass 3,000 yards so far. He's had some of the most ridiculous games in the country ever, really, already this year. That's not hyperbole, man. The kid threw for over 475 yards and six touchdowns in one half. He threw for 600 yards and seven touchdowns against Idaho, 71-21 in a rivalry game. Dude didn't even play in the fourth quarter. Threw for more than 600 yards and seven touchdowns. So his numbers are absurd. He has been absolutely killing it at Eastern Washington. And uh, he's a very quiet, soft-spoken kid. One of my favorite kids to talk to. Well, happy now. Welcome into Nuanas now for our Around the Big Sky weekly segment. A guy that is having an outstanding senior year. He's Eastern Washington's quarterback, Eric Berrier. And Eric, thanks so much for taking some time. I know it's a busy time of year for you and all your teammates. How you doing? I'm doing good, and thank you for having me on the show. Of course, man. A pleasure having you. I uh, actually remember covering your very first start. I actually remember when you first came into the game uh, back in, I guess it would have been 2018, when Gage Gruber first got hurt, and then we were there in Cheney the next week to watch your first start as well, and uh, it's been awesome to watch you grow. Um, but let's talk just about this here and now, first and foremost. Eastern Washington, 7-1, and one, number five in the country, coming off a bye week with Montana State coming to town. I know you guys had a little, uh, stub your toe a little bit there against Weaver State, 35-34 going into the bye week, but what do you think just of the status of your season right now at Eastern Washington. What have you liked about the way you guys have taken care of business so far? Uh, I think uh, we've taken care of business really well. Um, you know, we set out our season goals and stuff like that, and a couple was to play, at, play on the road like we do at, at home, and I think we showed that early on in the season. And then we um, had a couple challenges early on in the season, like with UNLV, how they came back late in the game, and then how we overcame that in overtime. So, you know, I just think throughout the season, we just have been going through challenges, which prepared us um, where we at now. And now, you know, we in a in a good spot, um, about to play a good Montana State team, and, you know, got the playoffs and all that stuff all up in the air, you know, as long as we take care of business. 
Well, talk about that opening of the season. It was fun watching you guys play down in Vegas. Uh, but what do you think were the key factors, and uh, what was the emotions like coming out of that game when you guys did go down to Vegas and, and defeat UNLV? Uh, um, it was, you know, it was good, you know, because, you know, we we knew we can win. We knew we could hang with them guys. It was just a matter of just executing. And, you know, um, throughout the game, you know, there's a lot of uh, highs and lows because I feel like at times we probably could have scored or we had missed opportunities. But, you know, we still stuck through stuff. And then, you know, even when they came back um, towards the end and we went to overtime, you know, we still showed fight, still, still showed grit. And, you know, that stuff didn't phase us. And it, both um, overtime plays, we scored on all offense and defense did the rest with that stop at the end. I was in Cheney to watch you guys against the Grizzlies, and uh, what a great game that was. ESPN 2, under the lights, super fun atmosphere, and uh, you guys were struggling a little bit the first three quarters to get it going on offense. I mean, I guess struggling to convert because you guys actually had it rolling on offense. A couple huge plays up the seam to Talolo Limu Jones, but trailing 21-10 going in the fourth quarter, and you guys do what you do and explode it offensively. So what was the turning point in, the, in that Montana game? How were you able to dominate the fourth quarter offensively like you did and come away with that 34-28 victory? That goes credit to the defense. You know, defense um, kept giving us opportunities. You know, they kept the game close, you know, even though we were struggling early on. Defense, you know, like it just takes a couple plays for us as an offense to get it going. So, you know, they did their job. And once the fourth quarter came, you know, we saw as an offense that we needed to buckle down. And it was time to uh, make something happen. Eric Berrier joining us. He's Eastern Washington's senior quarterback. The Eagles host Montana State on Saturday. Let's talk about that element, Eric. I know that you guys have no control over the scheduling, but for you, it must be pretty cool to get to play some of these primetime games at home. You had Montana come to town, you had Weber come to town, and now you got Montana State coming to town. So what do you think of these opportunities to play your last couple regular season games on the red against some of the best teams in the country? Uh, I think I, I love it. You know, you don't get opportunities like this often you know so and as a as a team and me as a person I always want to play the best competition you know so and to be the best you got to beat the best so you know I'm all for it and I think these um, games help us in the long run. How would you describe just what Eastern Washington does offensively? I think that it's fascinating for me because I've covered the league for 15 years and each quarterback, each receiving core has a different style, but it seems like the goals and the identity have remained the same. And, you know, throw the ball down the field, make plays, have confidence, you know, have swagger. So how does that cater to just your personality, the way, the way you play football? And, and how would you just describe the, what, the way you guys operate offensively? I just think it comes down to the person, you know, like every every person has their own identity, but we all similar in the way we, we are. Like, I feel like every quarterback in the past, they love to throw the ball, spread the ball around, and they love winning. And that's the same thing I like like to do too. And then just as an offense, we're going to always get players. We're going to always get skillful players on the outside or that running back. So, you know, when they come in, we just got to make it gel. And then once it gets rolling, that's when it's unstoppable. I know that there's been so many great receivers at Eastern, but Tololo Limu Jones just seems different. Not not that he's necessarily better. He's just a different type of guy. I mean, he's I know he's played some tight end. He's big, but he's way faster than I think you think he is. So what kind of weapon do you think he provides for your offense? He's a he's a tremendous player. You know, he he can do it all. He like how you said, like you might not think he got the speed, but once he starts running and open up that stride, he next thing you know, he just buys you. So like he he got great routes, he can catch, he can do it all. You know, he can play the inside, he can play out. Just like how you mentioned, like early on, he came in as a tight end too. So you never know what we, you never you never really know what he can do when he got the ball in his hand. 
I know you've had several different offensive coordinators and quarterback coaches and all that, and I think that sometimes there's a, a perception that maybe that holds you back or or maybe that's a difficult thing, but I think sometimes if you embrace it, it actually makes your skill set, you know, the tools in your tool belt, so to speak, even more diverse. So how have you benefited from, from having a lot of different influences from an, an offensive coaching perspective? Uh, I've benefited a lot, you know. Um, early on, like all the coaches, like Coach Taylor, you know, I just saw how he operated with Gage and, this and stuff like that. Then I, with Coach Reader, I saw, you know, me and him taking time, getting to know each other, talking and stuff. And then just now with Coach Shu, you know, everything, it took time early on, but now it's everything is starting to gel. So I think me personally, as long as you take information from um, everybody, you know, and try to apply it to your game, that's what kind of helps you in the long run. You know, you can't stubborn to information because it's a lot of good information out there. You just got to apply it. Eric Berrier joining us here on Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio, as well as SWX Montana Television. One of the best games in the country takes place in Cheney, Washington on Saturday afternoon as the Eagles host Montana State. Number fourth ranked Bobcats versus the number fifth ranked Eagles should be a phenomenal one. Eric, it's so funny because this rivalry has some of the craziest games that the Big Sky has seen. I remember a, a 52-51 to 51 in Bozeman in which Cooper Cup got a two-point conversion to win. There was the 55-50 game in which Montana State had like 750. 50 yards of total offense, and they still lost because it seemed like Eastern scored on every single play. But I know those are a little bit before your time. Uh, you guys have had your way with Montana State during your career at Eastern Washington. So what's your perception of the Bobcats, and what do you think with them coming to town? Uh, Montana, they're, they're a great team, you know. I personally haven't had the chance to play them yet, but, you know, just from watching them and then just being in that game, uh, just seeing the game on the sidelines in 2018 and, you know, throughout the years, you know, they're a great team. They play hard, really physical, and, you know, you always got to be prepared when you're about to play the Bobcat. When you prepare for this, when you watch them on defense, what stands out? Uh, they fly around the ball. You know, they got good D-line. You know, I like 44. He's a great player. I like 15, you know, Troy, he's a great player. They got a lot of great players on the team, you know. So, you know, they execute well. They know they know their assignments. They know what they're doing. And that's what makes it tough going against this defense. Uh, for you individually, what were some of your goals coming into your senior year, and how has the pursuit of those goals gone for you so far? Uh, it's, it's going good. You know, all my goals are still attainable. You know, um, some of the stuff that I, I have earned throughout the season, you know, was unexpected. But, um, you know, all my goals are still attainable. But my main goal at the at – the, at, all my goals, my main goal is to win the championship. That's my main goal. Has that been something that's been in your mind since you, since you went to Frisco uh, back a few years ago? Yeah, that's that's been my main focus. You know, I feel like even just Eastern as a program, I feel like we always been close. Or you know, since 2010, we've been close, but we just can't never get over that hump. So I think it's it's just time to finally get over that hump. Eric Berry joining us here on Nuanas Now on ESPN Radio as well as SWX Montana Television. A couple more things for you, Eric. First of all, when I was watching the replay of the Montana game, even though I've watched you live probably 10 times, I never realized that you sometimes throw the ball without the laces. How did you learn how to do that, and how do you make it happen? Because it seems like that's a very unorthodox style, but you spin it, man. Uh, yeah, no, I've been throwing without the laces since I was a kid. Um, you know, like, I played baseball first, so I, I don't know. Then once I picked up a football, uh, I kind of, as of early on, I kind of taught myself how to throw. I just never switched. Uh, I just never got taught throwing with laces. And then, like, once, like, later on in my career, my coach and stuff, like, tried to tell me to throw with laces, but it just didn't work out for me. So I've just been throwing without laces ever since. I didn't realize you were a baseball player. So what position did you play in baseball? 
I play like shortstop, um, outfield, second base. Well, that's interesting. I know that there's been some comparisons, uh, obviously a little bit low-hanging fruit with you being in Washington and Russell Wilson being a Seattle Seahawks guy, but he was also a great baseball player as well. But um, from a, a pro perspective, do you watch the NFL? And if so, who do you look up to? Who do you try to maybe uh, mimic or, or emulate as a quarterback? I, uh, I watch the NFL. I honestly, I like Aaron Rodgers. That's probably my favorite quarterback right now, Aaron Rodgers. I like Kyler Murray a little bit, but... I mean, they all, I feel like the game is so different now. You know, everybody got their own throwing styles, different things like that. So, you know, when I see different things, I see a move, I might try to try it or do something. But I just try to read the game and just try to read the game through their eyes and just like to read and stuff and try to put that in my game. Is playing at the next level a goal and aspiration of yours? Yeah, that's my main, that's one of my goals. I think that it's it's been awesome to watch because it used to be that, you know, if you weren't 6'4", there was going to be a very small chance. But now you look at the NFL, you look at the CFL, man, I mean, a lot of the best quarterbacks in the league are guys that are your size. I mean, Russell Wilson and Kyler Murray and, you know, I guess Mahomes is a little bit taller, but not really. I mean, there, there's a lot of guys that maybe aren't that prototype 6'5 guy, but they're really ripping it up. And I think that that's a testament to the evolution of the game. But what do you think of the way the game has evolved? Because it seems like, you know, height and all that stuff it has never been anything that's held you back. I feel like the game is changing, like, at the right time for me personally, you know, with the quarterbacks and everything. So it's not, like, about the size. This is just more about the player and just about teams giving that player an opportunity. So, you know, I love it because I love seeing people. Uh, I love seeing quarterbacks, especially on the size, prove people wrong and people saying, oh, they can't do this and that. When you got quarterbacks like Kyler Murray, you got all these other quarterbacks that's going out there every Sunday proving people wrong. He's Eric Beria, his Eastern Washington Eagles host, Montana State, on Saturday afternoon in Cheney. Eric, I know it's a busy time of year. True pleasure, been watching you, and best of luck on Saturday. Hopefully we'll get to cover you several more times throughout the rest of this senior season of yours. But in the meantime, thanks so much for joining us, and best of luck with the rest of the week. Oh, yeah, thank you. Have a nice day. The world may have slowed down, but it didn't stop. If you're back on the road and traveling to Missoula, we invite you to give Missoula's Wingate a try. We love our regular corporate guests and offer fantastic service, great year-round rates, and clean and comfortable rooms that will keep you coming back. While you're here, you can rack up the Wyndham Rewards points for free nights or airline miles. And starting in July, you can release some steam in our newly expanded fitness room. The team at Missoula's Wingate would love to make you feel at home Get commencement ready at the Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Their grad fair sale is going on right now if you visit msubookstore.org. Free regalia? When you purchase a diploma frame at the MSU Bookstore, you can obviously visit the MSU Bookstore on the Montana State campus. The Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Visit on campus or at msubookstore.org. 